The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, what's happening? Welcome to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Hello, Miss Georgia. How you doing? Everybody that's joining the show, get on in here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. And hark! By yonder window breaks. It's. It's. It is Superman, dog. It's. It is Superman. It's Robert Webb. Superman's in the building. Wow. Superman's in the building, Black. Wow. Hey, Robert, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm up in this. I know you've been gallivanting around the country. You know, having a good time. You know, you like. COVID 19 be damned. I'm Robert Webb. I only wish. What you been up to, man? Just trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, man. I, I see you still drinking that that abhorrent slur, slurm or <clears throat> spit. Starbucks is my friend. Yeah, don't mention them on this show. Jab, Turkey. They are my friend. So what you know good, man? You know, uh, we back in the middle of a pandemic since you left. I mean, yeah, see what man. happens, Robert. You leave the show and yeah. the damn pandemic begins it to rage, back man. Up, That's man. Crazy, crazy, man. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I you know, you you got some 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 type of uh healing properties or something. Maybe you need to go talk to Asa. <laughs> you know, maybe know, that'll man. keep him from lying. Hey man, leave my friend alone. Will you stop please? Oh, that's right. I forgot y'all were golf y'all are golfing buddies. Will you stop, man? He doesn't play golf with me. <clears throat> no. I don't play golf with him rather. You know, so but I'm sure you've extended the invitation. I have not. Well, you know, you never now you could probably play with Leslie Rutledge. I will not. Why not? Because I don't know her. Well, you've got to get to know her now because she, she's she's running for governor. Well, she's not going to win. Mm, you I don't, don't think she'll win. You don't think she will? No, I think uh, my good friend, Lieutenant <laughs> Governor uh, Tim Griffin, will win. What about Sarah Sanders? She's supposed to be running. Like I said, I think uh, Tim Griffin will win. Mm. Is Tim, what is Tim Griffin, a Democrat or Republican? He's a Republican. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. I'm just saying, I think that's who's going to win. Mm, well, well, Arkansas will be in for a long ride continually with these Republicans. No, there's no I'll be voting for Tim Griffin it. for governor. I'll be voting for Joyce Elliott for state sen- for uh, Congress. I'm all over the place. Mm, no, I won't be voting for a Republican, period. Just ain't going to happen. I understand. I respect mm, that. Just ain't going to happen. I respect that. Okay. But anyway, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, a lot of stuff that that you've missed, but uh, so for instance, we're going to talk about the Alabama mayor resigning because of 
the Alabama football team saying Black Lives Matter. Uh, also, the New York governor's trolling Donald Trump. They're going to paint Black Lives Matter on Fifth Avenue right in front of his hotel. I'm loving that. Uh, also, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Lindsay, well, the Wright Lindsay Jennings uh, partnership with the uh, Social Justice Initiative at uh, Philander Smith College and a lot of other stuff as well. want to remind you to- How much m- money they put in there? Uh, there was a dollar amount. How big was uh, it? I, I forgot, and we'll look at was the it article de- in a moment. Was it depressingly big? What do you mean depressingly big? Was it more than $5 million? I don't recall it being more than $5 million, but but I'll, I'll, I'll look and see. Uh, um, there was something else. Well, we got a lot of other stuff we're going to talk about as well. Right, uh, but before we do any of that, uh, oh, I was going to tell you also that uh, tomorrow Bob Kendrick from the uh, Negro League mu- uh, Museum will be on with us at about 12.05 That's what's up. to talk about the 100th year anniversary of the Negro Leagues and some of the things that they are doing. That's what's uh, up. They've been celebrating this entire year, and it's been, it's been dampened a bit because of the COVID, coronavirus. Yeah. But, but we'll talk to him tomorrow and see what are some of the updates. And I will tell you that it's one of the best museums in the country. I go to a lot of them. I so totally agree with it, that. It's one of the best. So... Uh, we'll talk to him tomorrow as well, so make sure you all stick around for that. But before we do anything else, we got to do Black Facts. Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. So I've been playing this Dr. Ivan Van Sertema. It's about 46 minutes long, so I've been giving you 10-minute uh, previews, well I should say 10 minute segments of this piece uh, and uh, I hope you've been liking this because he's been opening up the eyes of a lot of people if you're new and there's one argument or I should say one one story that is going to be uh, on PBS that talks about white supremacist ideas have historical roots in U.S. Christianity So I thought maybe you'd be interested in kind of comparing notes on all of that stuff as well. So let's go ahead and play about, we'll play about 10 minutes of Dr. Van Sertema, and then we'll we'll come back and maybe discuss and get into some other things as well. Probably West African. I have just come from a meeting in New Mexico before 200 professors who are studying ancient scripts, who have established beyond the shadow of a doubt, and I shall deal with that later in my talk, that the Egyptian script traveled to America before Christ, around 800 BC. They have found on the Davenport Stella, Egyptian hieroglyphs, the Libyan script, and the Iberian tunic side by side, reading the same thing. And it could not be forged because it was found before the Libyan or the Iberian tunic was deciphered. And, but they did not know the Egyptian had anything to do with blacks. I informed them. <laughs> well, the Reader's Digest had a big, big article after my book turned out. Europeans in America, 800 BC, the same period that I had pointed to. Europeans in America before 
before Christ. Who are these Europeans, the Egyptians? It's taken for granted in most of these circles that Egyptians have nothing to do whatsoever with Negroes. In the Olmec world, as I say, you have this corroboration of evidence, the skeletal evidence in the dry areas, because in the swampy areas, no skeletal evidence survived. Jairaz Boy has pointed to a very important thing, that is the possibility even of mummification in the Olmec world, but because the skeletons were not preserved, we find it in a statue where you have the rib cage outlined, the hands closed together, the fingers open, the shroud, etc., just like in the Egyptian world. Nowhere on earth, on any archaeological site, could you find a corroboration of so much evidence. Stone heads representing a distinct physical type, terracottas representing the same type with the texture of hair and coloration of skin, and skeletal evidence representing that type as high as 13.5% at Tlatilco, going down to 4.5% at Monte Alban. And you yet denied the existence of that type because it involved African and it could not be there. The general assumption, the conventional assumption, is that only Europeans and Asiatics can move. Africans do not migrate. Hence, if you find them outside of their milieu or you find them doing something unusual, either someone moved them, as Jeffries pointed out to me, someone brought them there. Even Wiener, Leah Wiener. The pioneer in this subject who in the 1920s at Harvard recognized through a study of philology that there were Africans in America before Columbus. What Wiener was trying to show is that the Africans were merely bringing over Arab Islamic ideas and concepts and culture. The Africans had no culture therefore until the Arabs came. So even he Although he was showing there were Africans in America before Columbus, he was really saying that they had been porters or paddlers and they had brought over another man's cultural electricity. We have to be very careful to note that even with new discoveries, the script for the African is still not rewritten. Okay, so some Africans came to America before Columbus, so what, what did they do? Thank God they've changed the tune because now I'm going to show what they because we have evidence of what they did do because it leaves marks. The first pyramid to appear in America appears right at the Venter on the very same ceremonial platform where the stone heads first appear. In the first of the sequence, although they find later Tresopotis and San Lorenzo, the first of the sequence of the stone heads is at Leventa, and both the conical pyramid as well as the step pyramid appear. They said, well, ah, but the functions are not the same. It's just a temple in America. It's a tomb in Egypt. That is not true. We have found many, many pyramids could be cited in America which serve both as tomb as well as temple. And in Egypt, many of the great pyramids have temples adjoining. So they have both the tomb and temple combination. And the great ones, the very great ones, the one at Tihotihuacan in Mexico, and the one at Giza or Gezer in Egypt, they not only have the same base, the identical base, but they also have the, the third function, the geodetic marker or the use of the cap, movable capstone for astronomy, the notches, etc. They said at first, 
that the Teotihuacan pyramid was one meter off from the Egyptian pyramid. Now they're allowing that meter because of mistakes in the reconstruction and excavation. It means it's roughly the same base as the Egyptian pyramid. I'm not saying Africans built the pyramid in America. Don't misunderstand me. I am saying ideas and influences were carried forward by that migrating group. There was a reason why there may have been Egyptians and Nubians in the Atlantic. They have no business being in the Atlantic. Egypt is too far away from the Atlantic. But there were reasons at that time, three reasons. First of all, there was a war with Asia. The Asiatics, the Syrian forces in Asia, the mighty power of Western Asia, were moving down the Mediterranean with their iron-powered armies. They had captured the Jews. The blacks saved the Jews in 701 BC when Tahaka, the great Ethiopian general, before he became king, head of the Ethiopian Egyptian forces, marched into Jerusalem to save the Jews. They were on the, when King Hezekiah of the Jews was trembling before the Asiatics. The Africans entered the battlefield and the Asiatics were defeated. There was a war going on. They had closed the eastern seaports. They found trade by Egyptians right up to Hawaii. They found Egyptian trade goods and scripts as far as Hawaii's Dr. Fella shown. They had closed those trade routes. The Egyptians and the Phoenicians who were, the, who were accounted for 50% of Egyptian import-export trade were forced west of the Mediterranean. Script. Barry Fell has shown among the Mi'kmaq a whole series, a whole series of words in astronomy as much as 90% in one area, 90% of the astronomy words are identical with Egyptian, the sounds. You go to the script and you look at the Iberian Punic, the Libyan and Egyptian together, and the Davenport's teller, the hymn to the Aton written in the American. How come, when I was at the conference in Arizona, I met a gentleman, I forget his name now, some famous doctor whose name passes me because I got so fused with him, I have forgotten him. <laughs> He's written a book on the Mi'kmaq, challenges me. I said, all right, sir, if you think that this is a fake, I have both before me. I have the Mi'kmaq and I have the Egyptian. You are so acquainted with the Mi'kmaq. Show me which is which. I don't want to be drawn in that, he said. But the audience, they really embarrassed him. They said, show him, show him. Show him which is the fake. Didn't dare do it. Didn't dare do it. There's so many, and, and it is true that in scripts you can have occasional parallels because there's a limit to human signs, but these things were for arbitrary things, very complex markings for arbitrary things. And there was no question of correspondence. Correspondence so remarkable, so plentiful that there was no question, no statistical possibility of accident or fluke or coincidence. You go to Elvia John and the Almec world, and there is paper made from wood pulp. Nowhere in America were they making paper from wood pulp. Nowhere in the world, except in Egypt at that time, where both the papyrus and the wood pulp was making paper. It was done in China later. It appears in the Almec world isolated incident that appears in the all-make world.
Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568. By the way, if you didn't get that, when he says the Olmec world, that's Central America. Remember we talked yesterday about the Olmec heads, those giant heads that looked like black people, carved like black people, and some of the white anthropologists were saying that the reason that they had broad noses and wide lips was because they didn't have the proper tools <laughs> to, chisel them down. to chisel them down. One even <laughs> said that the, the Olmec heads were made out of molten rock, so they tipped over, and that caused the noses to smash. Now, think about this. Think about that like clay. You mold something in a piece of clay, right? right. And let's say you take it outside and you drop it in some gravel, what's gonna happen? The clay is going to pick up that, dra- that gravel, and if not, it's going to at least get the indentations of that gravel in that clay. So if that was logical, why didn't the old Meg heads, since they were, by the way, molten rock, they I'm, tipped I'm, over. I'm glad you're making that point. Okay. And that's how it smashed the nose and the lips. And the last one one said was the carvings were actually of babies. And when babies are first born, they have wide noses and thick lips. Okay. Uh, That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, of course, there was Dr. Van Sertimer being challenged on his knowledge. Not a good thing to do because this man knows what he's talking about. And when he was talking about the MEMAC and the the script, those two different scripts, they are so similar, you really have to know what you're looking at, okay? So the white guy had written a book about the MEMAC suggesting that what Dr. Van Sertelman was saying was not true. And Dr. Sertelman just asked him one question. Show me the difference in the two. He couldn't do it because he didn't know the difference there was in the, the two. Difference there. Okay. So the whole point of this is, and the book, by the way, again, is They Came Before Columbus. You need to go check it out. It is one of the best books. And I've read a lot of great books, but I'm going to tell you, They Came Before Columbus really opened my eyes about 30 years ago when I first read that book. And uh, subsequently, I've read it uh, probably about four other times. I'm telling you, folks, it is a wonderful book. If you really want to know about history of not just America, but the world, because all of that stuff that came to America, it actually came from Africa. Right. It's an amazing book. And when you compare the hieroglyphics from South Africa, from Central America, from Central, uh, I should say South America, uh, to some of the hieroglyphics in the pyramids in Egypt and in Sudan, they're identical. 
it's how, how is that possible? You know, so you, you all have a lot to be proud of. The bottom line is that they've never taught you this stuff. So you kind of like to reject it when someone brings it up. But all I tell people to do is read for yourself. You know, I'd be places and I'd hear people speaking and they'd be, especially black folks, and they'd be making some of these ludicrous statements about black history and culture and, you know, African history and world history. And, you know, I got, I've gotten to a point now, I don't even argue with you. I just give you a copy of my book list. Enjoy, right? I would just say, hey, hey, I, I heard you talk. Hey, here's my book list. This will help you out. And I'd end the conversation and walk off. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even necessary, exactly. Dave. Exactly. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. There's a lot of stuff on the agenda. I mean, uh, where could we, where should we start? I you pick mean, a spot, man, because I don't think it's going to really matter. Mm, uh, well, um, we I could mean, talk about the coronavirus. Uh, no. You don't want to talk about that? No. Okay. All right. So you tell me to pick a spot. And then okay, you tell fine. Me we'll you talk corona if you want to talk, talk corona. about something. Okay. But, I mean, we talked about we talked about corona ad nauseum on our show. So why keep beating a dead horse? Well, are you using the word "dead" as pun? Pun intended. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, the horses aren't dying, but we are. I'm just saying for a friend. Well, we're at 128,000 dead right now. Yeah. So. Never had that uh, during the flu, though, right? Uh, not in this short, exactly. not in this short period of time. Exactly, no, yeah. The flu has never killed anyone. Uh, One hundred twenty-eight thousand people in a four-month period. So that throwing that red herring out there doesn't do nothing but stink up the room. I agree. You know, so I'm just saying. So, um, let's see. So let's talk about this KKK member who shot uh, daughter's black boyfriend. It's free on bond. Okay. How much do you think he's free on bond for? Mm, probably OR. What is that? On recognizance. Okay. Uh, no, it's a little more than that. So you put 100 bucks? A little more. 200? A little more. 1,000? I'm, I'm almost ashamed to say a little less. 500? $500. And he shot him? Oh, yeah. A reported member of the KKK shot his shot his doorfriend's black boyfriend multiple times during what he described without proof or an instance of self-defense last month in Virginia Beach. As a result, Patrick Fonatine Creeth Jr. incredulously had his bail set at just $500. He paid it and is now conditionally a free man. After spending only one week in jail for an offense that he, that has historically kept black suspects behind bars. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump brought attention to the case when he tweeted about it early Wednesday morning and identified Creeth as a known KKK member. Creeth 43 was charged with malicious wounding and the use of a firearm in the commission of a felony. Uh, according to the local news, so that brings to tons of questions, right? Tons of questions I have now. Let me let me finish. Oh, please continue. You, you might get some more. All right. Instead of being hit with an attempted murder charge, 
Creeth said, Crump said Creeth was trying to kill his daughter's boyfriend. He said that. Mm, that's what Crump said. Oh. Creeth, uh, relatively low bail, brought attention to the discrepancy along racial lines. Court documents show that Creeth claimed on June 19th, his daughter's boyfriend kept threatening to kill him and pointed a gun at him and his daughter as if to shoot them while in the driveway. Creeth claimed he feared for their lives and shot his own gun at the boyfriend in defense of himself and his daughter. The boyfriend was hit three times and his car was riddled with bullets. Police responded to the scene, said they discovered a gun that allegedly belonged to the boyfriend who was treated with non-life-threatening injuries at the local hospital. However, the boyfriend has not been charged with any crime as of Wednesday. While it is not while it was clear that the judge who said Crease Bell was sympathetic, Virginia laws may not be. So So just being fair, let's ahead. walk through the process, okay, right? Let's ahead. walk through the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go right so ahead. you get arrested mm-hmm, yeah, for mm-hmm. what is it, attempted murder? Or? No, no, no. It it wasn't attempted murder. Oh, it wasn't attempted murder. So no. he shot him and he mm-hmm. didn't, it wasn't attempted murder. It was mm-hmm. what now? What was the charges? Uh, what let me let me go back yeah, and give us the charges sure again I, I, so we can make sure I we do a proper assessment of what happened. Uh, go ahead and uh, let's see. Well, oh, uh, malicious wounding and the malicious use, wounding, right? And the use of a firearm in the commission of a felony. So he's not charged with attempted murder. He's mm-hmm. charged with no, those two. No, well, no. yeah, under those things, yeah, I understand why he got a small bail mm-hmm. because he's not being charged with anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now the question becomes: Why was he not charged with attempted murder? If he shot, if he shot him, why was he? Why is he not being charged with attempted murder? Maybe they bring back attempted murder charges later. Well, they said that the victim had a gun in his car. Did he have a gun on him? Did he draw a gun on? Well, the the, the well, the KKK member claims that uh, he was doing it in self defense because he drew the gun on well, both he and his and his daughter. I, I think we got to be fair now. I think mm-hmm. we got to be fair. Mm-hmm. So. Let's go through the process. Mm-hmm. He gets arrested. They take him to jail, mm-hmm. correct? He goes before a prosecuting attorney. Mm-hmm. A prosecuting attorney then determines after hearing his story mm-hmm. and the story, we suppose, of the gentleman who was shot and his daughter that, well, he did have a gun that they found in his car. Where did they find the, where did they find the guy who was shot? Did they find him in his car or on the ground? Well, yeah, apparently he was in his car. He was in his car. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he got back Doesn't in the car. Doesn't say the story, but. Apparently he was in his so car. So he got back Because the car, car was riddled was with shot. bullets, according to the story. Wasn't, wasn't his daughter in the car with him? Uh, apparently not. Okay. So uh-huh. the prosecuting attorney decided, hey, you know what? Uh-huh. He meant no harm. We'll uh-huh. charge him with these less serious crimes. Uh-huh. And the judge okayed it, correct? Apparently so. So I have to ask myself the question. Who is really the KKK member here? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, seriously, you have to ask yourself that question. The how, system. How does he commit? How does he commit a co- attempted murder? Because I mean, again, <laughs> you're shooting a man, and the man was in his driveway, correct? Uh-huh. So he could possibly say that the man was breaking into his home. Could he say that? Could he? Could he? Well, he was. He, he he didn't say he was breaking in his home. Uh, uh, he, uh, yeah, the guy was shooting at his daughter. <laughs> you are wrong <laughs> on so many levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So could he? Could he? Possibly, Couldn't stand that. 
Could he possibly have? He was using his weapon against his daughter. Could he possibly? Will you stop? That's, that's possibly, what he said. He said that he aimed his gun at his daughter and him, and he was probably thinking he was trying to kill both of them. Well, he was. No, he said the guy aimed his gun at the daughter and his, the the guy in the car and the perpetrator his gun at his daughter in the car or outside the car. Uh, it doesn't say all that. I'm really confused. But here. but but he was. He was probably thinking in his head, yeah, he's been shooting my daughter. Yeah. Will you stop, man? <laughs> yeah. You got to stop this. I mean, come on. Th- you, no, you know they no hate logical, that. There's no logical explanation for any of this. You know that, right? There's no logical explanation for why. He but was in his eyes, that. he couldn't stand the fact. You're just going to drive that home, aren't you? That, that this black guy. Was playing hide the salami with his oh daughter. My God, will you stop? Okay, will you stop? I, I mean, that—that's the one thing they hate more than anything. Will you stop? But, but I'm telling the truth. Go back and look at history. All of these race riots, mm-hmm. all of these, a lot of these lynchings of black men. What started it? So they say. What started it? Uh, the attack of a the attack of a white woman. A white woman was involved somehow. White woman was raped. Uh, George Stenny Jr. at fourteen was was electrocuted because two little white girls came up dead. So you saying it's bad? It's bad news for black men today. White women is that what you're trying to say? Well, you know, I'm just going by history, sir. You can you can you can get what. <laughs> You can get out what uh, history what you want. I know a lot of people do it, okay. But I'm just saying, you look if you knew now the que- I'd love to be able to talk to the victim, because I would ask the question, why did he have the gun? Number one, and then I would I wonder if in fact he may have had the gun because if this dad this this white racist dad didn't want his daughter playing pin the tail on the donkey with a brother, then I'm sure he's made some threats. Probably, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the young brother decided that, hey, I'm going to carry me a gun or get me something to protect myself and thing in case anything pops off. But if he made threats, off. that then changes the charges. Now it's premeditated. I would agree. So that changes the charges. And then you certainly got to look at history, him being a KKK member, and how they feel about uh, white their their white daughters sleeping with black men, you know. I'm just saying, playing hide and go get it. You know, <sighs> you're not gonna stop, are you? I'm just saying, you're incredulous. I, I, I'm just saying. I just, you know, it's that's the one thing they hate. Birth of a nation. I talked about this a little bit yesterday. What is the premise of birth of a nation? Yeah. The original birth of a nation. Yeah, it's it's it's. Pretty much to put white women in fear of black men. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and what happened else. in that? What happened in Birth of a Nation? This white woman gets kidnapped by this black brute. Well, he's not black. He's actually white. He's black white face. and black faced. You're let's, exactly let's be right. Correct about that. Okay. And then the the great white men of the town saddle up and go hunt this this black brute because he's violated this this white princess. <laughs> you are sick. That, look, I'm just going, this is their history. Right. Okay? By the way, this is the South's history, too. So their biggest the history fear. history of the United States. Right. Don't try to, don't try well, to limit that's it true. to only the South. That's true. 
So their biggest fear is a a black uh, their daughters bringing home a black man. That's their biggest fear. Now they don't mind their their sons doing a black girl. You mean bringing home a black girl? Well, they they don't mind that to some extent. Okay. Because you know why, don't you? No. Why? Well, they believe that a lot of them believe that it was okay. Think about it. What was the master doing when his wife was in the other room? He was down in the slave quarters. Mm-hmm. That mean, that mentality still persists today. And even there are some white men, even today, tell their sons that you have not slept with a woman, made love to a woman until you did it with a black girl. Really? Even today. Really? Really. You know I'm telling you. Be really what in me. <laughs> Come on, man. We know that. So it's okay for the son. It's okay for the son, but not the daughter. But not the daughter. I get you. When I the daughter you. does it, it 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 takes on all kinds of other. Ex- it can't think about it from this perspective. You don't have any daughters, right? Thank God. Okay, I have a daughter. God, God has God. Uh, God have mercy on your soul, young. No, God have mercy on his soul. <laughs> Okay, so you, you be like old dude if she brought a white boy. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't be. Oh well, I'd be pretty. Ah. I'd be pretty raw. Ah, I'm, but I ain't worried about that with my daughter. Okay, I, I ain't worried about that. But I'm just simply saying, any guy is not good enough for my daughter, regardless of what color he is. I don't give a damn if he's if he's if, if he's painted in gold chips. He's a cold piece of work. Most guys are like that. He's a cold piece of work. Most guys re- remember. Uh, bad boys and the classic scene with Will Smith and and, and uh, Martin Lawrence when the boy comes to Martin Lawrence's house to date the daughter. Yeah. Every dad is like that. Remember, remember Players Club. Right. When uh, what's his name went out in the backyard with Diamond's dad mm-hmm. and Diamond's dad was shooting the three fifty seven Magnum. Mm-hmm. Every dad is like that about their little preciouses. Okay. Every dad. I understand that. Okay. I understand that. So couple that with the fact that now you're gonna bring home a a black guy. Oh, the clan ain't they ain't for that. So you're not bringing home no Mandingo. No, not mm-mm. gonna happen. No, I got you. Because then too, you. he's got to deal with his other clan members who are saying, "At least my daughter ain't porking a." <laughs> That's but, sick. You know what? Hey, I, no, I mean, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm but. just saying. But the irony is that this guy ends up getting out of jail for five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. So for fifty dollars, actually, get out for fifty. For fifty dollars. Yeah. You know, because unless they unless they do cat don't do cash bonds, you know. So again, I mean, it goes it goes far deeper than that. How, how was it justified that they just you know that it was only fifty dollars? I mean, how was that justifiable? That's what's well. I, I think it's deeper than that for sure. So um, we'll have to deal with that. But I just we'll have to deal with that, Dave. Uh, well, I understand, Dave. Please explain how we'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, look if look if if we were about our business, okay, then that statement would be appropriate. So you're saying we're not about our business, so therefore no. it, ain't, it ain't appropriate, right? No. Okay, no. that's fair. We're not about our business because if we were about our business, yeah. Mm-hmm. We yeah. take care of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd serve them breakfast. 
Okay, moving right along, Dave. <laughs> 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. If you want to call the show, uh, there have been some, you know, some interesting things. Have you been following this Elijah McCoy, I mean McLean thing in Colorado? No. Why not? I just, I just have not, Dave. Well, when I you, talked a little bit about this. When you this talk as about well. it, then I'll know, when you talk when you talk more about it, everybody will understand. But why apparently, three Aurora, Colorado police officers have been placed on administrative leave after allegedly taking photos at a memorial for Elijah McClain. Brian Moss, an investigative reporter uh, in Denver, posted on Twitter that the officers were taking inappropriate photos at the memorial. Reports are that the officers were reenacting the chokehold used on the young man. Now, wait a minute. Okay. McLean, 23, by the way, he was 23, but he was only 140 pounds, was killed while in police custody after being detained while walking home. The young man was wearing a ski mask, and a resident called 911 to report a suspicious person. So he was wearing a mask. Right. When McLean resisted being arrested, <laughs> saying that he could not breathe properly due to a carotid chokehold, an ambulance was called. Paramedics administered ketamine to sedate him. You know what ketamine mm-hmm. is, right? It's a horse tranquilizer, for those of you who don't know. Uh, he then suffered a heart attack on the way to the hospital and died one week later. Okay. Uh, Thursday afternoon, I was apprised of allegations reported by Internal Affairs that Aurora police officers, allegedly multiple police officers, were depicted in photos near the site where McLean died. All involved officers were immediately placed on administrative leave uh, with pay in non-enforcement capacities. So in other words, these cops who had choked and killed this guy and this is a sad story. Have you have you heard about this? No, I haven't. I okay. have, but I haven't. So just to quickly encapsulate for you. And the reason I know this because the video was released from where he first left the store. Now he had worn this mask for quite some time, according to his his mother. Okay. Uh Elijah McClain used to go to the dog pound and play the violin for the animals because he felt like they were lonely. You understand now Mm -hmm. the type of person he is? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and he did it on a regular basis and could play very, very well. Mm -hmm. So he left this store. He went into the store, bought something. He leaves the store and he's walking home. He has earphones on Mm -hmm. and he's, swinging his arms you know all of us have done this we get a song that we like and you know we dance into the music Mm -hmm. three police officers roll up behind him and tackle him Mm -hmm. he screams you know stay away from me i'm an introvert i like my space they tackle him okay he's screaming he's hollering i didn't do anything i'm going home i'm going home and they ultimately put him in a chokehold. Okay. He blacks out. Okay. They call an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
they threaten him that if you don't calm down, we're going to taser you again uh, or we're going to sick the dog on you. Okay. Okay. Now think about it from this perspective. Here is a young man that clearly had some disassociative properties. Right. You understand what I'm saying? It was pretty obvious just by me watching and listening. Right. All right. So they held him down, called an ambulance, strapped him to a gurney, and the ambulance technician told the ambulance technician, the police did, to sedate him. They sedated him with ketamine. Nobody sedates anybody with ketamine anymore. I know. They didn't even even use that with horses anymore. I know. So the, the question is, why would the ambulance driver even do that? He should know better, okay? And plus, you can't administer any kind, any any kind of medication like without that. Without their, so, well, well, no, without knowing if they're allergic to, to a, exactly allergic to it or not. Exactly, uh, and without that person's permission, right. you just can't walk up to me and uh, as a doctor and say, "I'm gonna shoot you up with." Whatever you well, can, you gotta you gotta add. And if you've ever gotten a shot, what do doctors tell you? They tell you what it is. They tell you what they're gonna do. Right. And even before they stick you, this is for a purpose. Right. Before they stick you, they say big stick, or it's gonna hurt a little bit. Right. Something like that. I, I think we back it up though. See, right now we're in this climate where everybody's talking about police reform. These are the very things that we need to be having conversations about, mm-hmm. right? Because here we are now. This is in the midst of all that is going on in our country. But here's the thing. This happened last year, 2019. The only reason it's being brought up now is because of George Floyd. And his mother has been raising hell from day one about this. This happened, uh, really? I believe, in August of 2019. I, I don't, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why the conversations we're having are not about reforming the police. Because I guarantee They should you, be. I guarantee you a, a nickel against a bucket of railroad rocks that if we go back and look at the pa- look at the uh, look at the incidents in the past of these officers, I guarantee you they have several disciplinary actions. Would not be surprised. But this kind of behavior. These are the conversations we need to be having that uh-huh. we're not having because we're still talking about we're still talking about the brutality and not how to fix the brutality. Now right? here's the killer thing about it. If you hadn't seen the video, they. You could see after they had tackled him, one of the officers asked, did you run him? Which means that you run his information. Right. He said no. So you tackled an innocent man yeah, just for the hell of it. Yeah. You put him in a chokehold, and then you have him shot up with ketamine. Right. He yeah. dies of a heart attack, and the district attorney says that there's no evidence that what the officers did caused his death. How not? Had they not even approached him, he would have been alive. So how can you say that in good conscience? But again, 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 we're not having the right conversations right now. The conversations we need to be having about what we're talking about here is how do we keep things like this from happening? The way we do that is we have to get rid of bad officers. you got to be able to get rid of them because they, they have histories of this kind of behavior. And in my opinion, it only escalates because you get more egregious each time. And to finally you're at the point where you're about, you're making a call about whether someone lives or dies, and you know you've been through this before, and you take the shot because you know there's no repercussions. And that, those are the conversations we have to start having about how do we get bad officers off police forces. 
Well, it's it starts with writing the legislation. You're you're hearing more and well, more. Well, we keep more. saying write legislation, but there are things that can happen right now inside police departments that can change how that happens. First and foremost, if you have bad officers and they're 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 compete they're committing these they're committing these offenses over and over, you have to eliminate them from the force. There is no question about that. They but, have but to even go. if you do that because of the power of the unions. You eliminate them. Again, the cities don't have to. It, there is nothing written anywhere. Now, I'm only speaking for Little Rock. There's nothing written anywhere that says the city of Little Rock has to negotiate with the police department, There's with the FOP. There's nothing True. nowhere that says that. True. That's a courtesy. Mm-hmm. They can they can say today that we're never going to negotiate with them again and nothing, nothing happens. Th- that can't happen. Oh, I, I totally agree with you, and that's, that's a step in that direction. But uh, what we've got to start doing, because it's pretty clear, it's just like, it's just like I talked about yesterday, the, the memorial for Elijah McClain that was in Aurora, Colorado, in the park. Uh, they were out in the park playing the violin. There was a, it was quite a few people playing their violins, uh, in memorial for Elijah McClain. And those and, are bully tactics. And, and other people were around, and police used pepper spray and bully, bully clubs to beat those people just this past weekend. So the to your point, you're making an excellent point. The problem is we've got to get elected officials, the mayors, the city board members, all of them to get on board. You know, look, I'd be curious to hear what the city board here in Little Rock has to say about police brutality. I know they've supported Charles Starks. They're supportive of it. Uh, they're supportive well, of police brutality. Therein lies the problem. They've never spoke out against it. Well, they've There's ne- never been a message from the city board saying, hey, we are against police brutality well, in any shape, form, or fashion. And not only that. So they support it. Not even only when that. Even when their own member of their own board is harassed and attacked by police, right. still nothing happens. So right. again, they are supportive. Lance Hines, uh, the city director for uh, Ward 5, said in a meeting on May 28th of 2018, I think it was, it is getting too close. Mm-hmm. So in essence, he's saying, let them Negroes kill each other over there, but don't let them come over here. It's okay and acceptable across the bridge. But if they come across that bridge, we need y'all to take care of it. That kind of behavior says to me that they are complicit. They are complicit and culpable of what's happening in our communities. And they're not, they don't have to say anything about it because nobody's calling them on the carpet about it. No, no. And these conversations have to be had, unfortunately, because. Where is, where is Lance Hines, the <clears throat> district? It's uh, going out toward Chanel, all that, but it's, it's further down um, Cantrell. He takes in part of, he and, he, and, um, he and Doris Wright split part of, part of uh, Barrow. I mean, yeah, part of Barrow. Okay. It goes up and back around. I'm trying to think. Uh, what's his name? Uh, God, I can't even think of his name. We had him on our show. The the guy that's the poet. Uh, the poet. Yeah, his his wife is a teacher. She won Teacher of the Year. Laron. Laron. He's running for something. At, he's running for at large spot. Isn't at large? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was something else, but Mm-mm, he's running, he's for running at large for, spot. And whose spot is that? Or is or is it the at large? Is it like the first thir- the the top three votes? How does that work here in Little Rock? It's a plurality. Whoever wins. If you win by one vote, you win. Right. So I'm just saying there, do all three of those at-large spots come up? At the same time. Same time. So it's like if it's 10 
I got ten votes, nine votes, eight votes. Those are the right. three. Those are the three. Okay. Okay. I thought it was most places. So it's positions like that. eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. Okay. All right. That'll be interesting. So I doubt it. Uh, Same people win who always win. I don't see anything different happening. Well, it's going to take some money to 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 win one of those seats. I don't think it we'll takes see. money, but I, I I do think it takes good organization to win one. Oh uh, uh, well, that that means money. If you've got good money, you've got good organization. But 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 anyway, uh, but anyway, you're right. I think there are things, and and I and I highlight that story because it is. I don't know why the the Elijah McClain story, of all of them as of late, is just it just is bothering me. It just really is, because it was an it was an, an innocent young man, who was doing nothing. And he ends up losing his life. And what really bothers me that there are people who think that's okay. Who Dave, thinks that's okay? I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. But again, in this climate, the conversations that we need to be having, we're not having. So therefore, this kind of behavior will continue. But if we're having the right conversations and, we, and we're talking about the right things, then these are things that we can make happen almost overnight. I mean, these conversations are important. We talk about how police are, pl- are policing, especially in Little Rock. If a guy commits a, if a guy commi- commits an act against a citizen, then guess what? If he doesn't do it for a year, it doesn't go on his permanent record. Those things we have to change because you can't get rid of bad cops if those kind of things are in place. We have to change that. Uh, we also have to change how many times ca- uh, officers can be disciplined before they're terminated. I mean, there are tons of things in Little Rock that we have to do that that can change outcomes when officers approach cars. There are a lot of misconceptions around policing that we have to address and we have not. Um, you know, you const- you're constantly hearing about um, a traffic stop being the most dangerous part of a policeman's job, and that's just not true. Uh-huh. However, they're still having those conversations and they're still using that as a talking point, but no one's ever spoke to it. And we have to start speaking to the myths that surround policing because unfortunately, we've allowed them to create their own narrative and we've went along with it. So we have to address these things. If we want this to get better, we have to address it. And the way we address it is, we gotta start having the conversations that matter. We gotta quit talking about defunding the police and let's talk about something that's realistic and tangible that we can do today. Uh, Latanya says that she believed he had autism. Uh, uh, I do too. That that was the term I was trying to trying to find, but uh, I, he had he had some form of autism. Yeah, but those you police know? officers should not be on the police force, nor should they have probably have been. No. The question is, how do we prevent this from happening again in the future? How? That we do not do that by doing some of the things we do, we're doing right now. We change the policies within the police department. How do we do that? We start having conversations about what needs to change. We know what needs to change in Little Rock. Now, in other parts of the country, we don't know because we're not there. But in Little Rock, we know the things that need to change, and those are the things that we should be talking about. We shouldn't be talking about defunding the police. We shouldn't be talking about that. How do you stop black men from being killed in Little Rock now? These are the things we talk about. You know, it's funny you bring that up. Um, Did you know that five men on the same, within a 24-hour period, were killed the same time George Floyd were killed? I don't I didn't know it but I I don't I'm not surprised it's um it's a disturbing thing the other thing before we get out of here so let me ask you a question so the McMichaels and their buddy in Georgia 
has been charged are currently in jail for their safety for their whatever the reason they're in jail okay so what was the difference in what the three guys did to Ahmad Arbery and what the three cops did to Elijah McClain there is no difference honestly there is a difference no it's not well, yeah. you gonna say one? They they were all they were all in law enforcement. They were former law enforcement. Okay, so there's no that difference. was the difference. There's no difference. But the the mentality uh, is still there. That's the point right? I'm getting. The to. mentality is still there. Now this is the thing. So we're gonna start having conversations about how do we fix racism. I don't even want to have that damn conversation because it ain't even possible to do in my lifetime. No, nope. I'm not even wasting my time having that conversation with nope. you. That's the stupidest sh- stuff I've ever heard. I'm not having that conversation with anybody ever. Okay, don't not, have it then. I'm not having a conversation about but, fixing racism. But you're talking about it. I just want to make sure I make the point, player. <laughs> I'm not having that conversation. If you want to talk about how we address the issues that are happening in our communities, if you want to address the issues and disparities that we talk about, yeah, I'll have that conversation with you because that's tangible. That's something we can fix. Racism, ain't going to ever have that conversation. Not going to even do it. But the thing is, is what I'm troubled by is we're still not having the conversations I think that are important to move us forward and to stop these things from happening in our communities. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, you know, I, I hear everybody criticizing the protesters and the protesters and what they're doing. I'm not going to be critical of them. I believe you do what you know to do. If you don't know any, if you're frustrated and all you know to do is protest and make your voice be heard, then that's what you do. Now, I think we as elders, our responsibility is to pull them aside speak, and say, hey. Speak for yourself, you're an elder. Our, our responsibility is to pull them aside and say, hey, listen, I'm not giving you a hard time. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I believe you should do this differently. And this is how I believe you should approach it. That's our responsibility. And I think, unfortunately, we get caught up in whatever else, and we don't do that always. Well, I need to be leading the movement before I'm going to do that. I ain't, oh, I, ain't, I ain't giving them my expertise. Why not? My 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 knowledge, unless I'm the leader of the movement. They always said the young are for the battle. The uh, the elders are for wise counsel. Well, so. they can be battling all they want, but they need to be referring to me as the supreme leader. Oh Jesus! I'm just saying. You are a sick, sick puppy. <laughs> I'm just saying. And you are. A I ain't giving them none of my knowledge. I'm I'm being facetious, obviously, because that's that's the problem. Is that a lot of these old heads are just like that because they trying to they trying to hang on to their glory, yeah. as opposed to get your old ass out the way. Let exactly. these kids do their thing. Exactly. Like like hey like Dave Chappelle said, y'all do y'all thing. I'll be riding in the back seat. Yeah. But the only difference in him, I'll be riding in the back seat with a shotgun, just in case we got to go there. I am packing. I'm just saying. I am packing for your you pleasure. Know, so, but no, there is no difference in what happened in those two people. Uh, those three, and the point is that the people in Georgia are in jail, and the three cops that did what they did to Elijah McClain are still out walking the streets. Right. That's but, what's disturbing about it. Yeah, but again, nothing ever changes because we have not armed ourselves to change it. And so, then the DA says, well, there was no, there's no cause to arrest them because there's, no, there's no evidence that what they did caused his death. They're oh, a damn lie. You're talking about the guys in Colorado. Yeah. Well, you're a damn lie. Again, police and, the, police and prosecutors work in, work in concert. So, therefore, of course, what do you expect them to say? If nothing else, I've watched Law & Order. That's depraved indifference. Is that you? you didn't pay enough attention to what your actions were. No. So listen, when you completely, 
when you completely avoid the process, that's murder. That's not depraved indifference. But, but depraved, I'm saying, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, depraved, at least depraved it's indifference. depraved indifference. Depraved indifference simply simply has a caveat that you what your actions were not intentional, right? Your actions were not intentional. Mm. Depraved indifference. That's that's the caveat. Your actions were not intentional. But it caused the death. But it of caused someone. the death of someone, right? Well, here it's totally different. Because had they done, had they followed the process, there's a process you follow, right? Mm. You approach, you ask for ID, you identify, and then then you go from there, right? Well, if you don't do any of that, you can't get depraved indifference. You can't even get it because you did not follow the process. Come on now. And for y'all people texting me talking about traffic stops are dangerous. Okay, when you get a chance, go out and look at the. The Michigan, what is that? I can't even see it. Traffic stops the Michigan are dangerous for who? The MichiganLawReview.org. Go ahead and check it out. Traffic stops are dangerous for who? They're sending a dangerous for police officers. No, they're dangerous for black they're men. They're dangerous for black men. They're dangerous for anybody who's being pulled over by police. And this is the thing I want us to stop doing. Now, black, white folks are also shot by the police. Not at the same rate as blacks, but they're also shot. And I think what's important is that we start having a conversation about how these bad officers are allowed to stay around long enough to shoot somebody. Because that's the conversation we have to have. Because every, almost every officer who shot someone has a history of abuse. So the conversation becomes, how do we address it? How do we address this? How do we get rid of these bad officers before they're allowed to shoot somebody on the street? And just for you people who, uh, who want to have that conversation, go out and check out this report. It's the MichiganLawReview.org. Scroll down to page uh, 653 or page 20. It gives you a layout of law enforcement officers attacked and injured with firearms or knives, other cutting instruments. And this is uh, these. Uh, this is from 2012 to 2016. It says uh, disturbance calls 119 times. Investigating suspicious person or circumstances 78 times. Arrest situations 65 times, traffic stops 47 times. Now, if you add that up, I think the number was one point. Every one in six six point five million stops, an officer is harmed or murdered because of a traffic stop. That's one, and I think it was like one in six point five million. So yeah. So we'll continue the discussion after the break. We'll be back here in just so. Beat it. Hey, have you heard of COVID-19? Yeah, but I heard black people can't get it, so I'm good. Well, that's absolutely not true, and everyone is at risk of getting and spreading COVID-19. I'm curious, what else have you heard? I'm almost embarrassed to say, but I hear if you spray bleach all over your body, you can kill the viruses that have already entered your body. Wow, that's also not true. Truth is, there's no way to kill the virus because there's currently no cure. What you can do is take preventative measures and wash your hands regularly. Practice social distancing. Stay home if you're sick and clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces. Noted. One more thing. So if I get the flu shot, that won't stop me from getting COVID-19? Correct. Flu shot can't protect you from the flu. If you do begin to develop symptoms of COVID-19 like fever, dry cough, shortness of breath, call your doctor. Find out if you should get tested. For more ways on how you can protect yourself and your family from COVID-19, visit ARMinorityHealth.com. Arkansas Minority Health Commission. Your health, our priority. 
Hey fans, are you looking for the best chicken wings in the city? Then look no further than Great American Wings, located at 3230 Colonel Glen Road in Little Rock. Getting ready for the big game? It's Great American Wings. Getting ready for dinner for the family? It's Great American Wings. Lunch, dinner, or snacks? It's Great American Wings. No matter the size of your group or the flavor of your wings, Great American Wings got you covered. Call today at 501-406-7134 to place your order. Are you on a tight schedule and don't have time to stop by Great American wings don't fret call us up and we'll deliver your favorite flavors right to your front door that's why we are called great american wings because we aim to please don't miss out on the best wings in the city it's great american wings located at 3230 Colonel Glen road right here in little rock open daily from 10 a.m to 9 p.m great american wings is guaranteed to offer you something that'll tickle your taste buds you've tried the rest now try the best it's great american wings the Septima Clark Community Power Institute is an annual summer program that provides young people between the ages of 13 and 19 years old the opportunity to participate in and lead workshops, critical discussions, community outreach, research activities, and much more. Septima Poinsett Clark left a rich legacy. She is considered a pioneer in grassroots citizenship engagement and was even referred to as the mother of the movement. In fact, Septima Clark mentored Rosa Parks months before the Montgomery bus boycott. She also helped create the citizenship schools all over the South. The SCCPI combines education and hands-on real-world application to develop leadership skills and civic engagement in young people while tracking current and relevant issues. For more information, visit www.projectsouth.org. You got it. England and East Little Rock's answer to your aggravation. The Joy Network. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the second hour of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683. If you want to get in touch with us, we're also on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube today. Uh, You can check us out there. But the best way to listen to the show is to download the app. Just go to the website, joinatradio.com. Look for the app and download it, okay? Uh, We got a lot of, we, we were talking a little bit. Uh, Robert threw out some numbers last hour about traffic stops and, you know, that myth. And you, you, you find that in a lot of these cliches, when you hear them, a lot of them are just that, cliches. They're just cliches. And right. when you look into the numbers, when you look into the facts, you find out that that cliche doesn't hold up against the facts. And the numbers that Robert – and I, I've, I've already known that. I didn't know those specific numbers, but the argument that – the most dangerous part of a police officer's job is a traffic, traffic stop. stop. 
the numbers don't bear that out. Well, you got to remember that came from the Bristol report, right? The Bristol study, mm-hmm. and the Bristol study was just a very random study. I think it didn't even have a hundred cases, right? It didn't even have a hundred cases mm. to reference. Yeah, you you follow that, right? Yeah, and they just make this broad assumption that traffic stops are the most the traffic stops are the most dangerous and then everybody else piles on police departments pile on with exactly it, and then they spread it around to us saying hey you know what the reason you have all these shootings is because those traffic stops are so dangerous anybody could anyone could be killed the one thing that i've been looking for that i can't find is a racial breakdown of in these traffic stops what was the race of the person who was doing the shooting because i want to know if they were white or black if they were white black hispanic asian Indian, Korean, whatever the case may be, because I think that's also important. I do. It helps. Yep. It helps mm-hmm. lend some credibility to the conversation because you can't. Because I can't say that the guy, the the the. So in what was it? What did I say? In uh, forty, it was forty nine, right? In in a five year period, or was it? Or was it eleven years? Uh, I don't From recall. Sixteen. I, I wasn't really listening to you. Oh, oh really? <laughs> really now. Hold on, let me find it again. I think that's it, yeah. Uh, Miss Georgia, let me, uh, I see your question. Let me pull it up. What's the question? Uh, let's see here. Because, and I want to talk about that because you make an excellent question. Uh, that's an excellent question, uh, Miss Georgia. Let's see, why is it not showing here? What's the question? Is it Hang coming up? Hang on a minute. It's, it's coming up on the other. Let me. She's basically asking, should we be talking to these potential candidates uh, for these different offices to see how they plan on helping? And, uh, and, and, and the short answer to your question, Ms. Georgia, is yes. That's what we've been saying all along on this, on this station, on this show, is that we've got to start doing a better job in vetting these candidates. We ought to be asking them, what are their thoughts on police brutality? What are they going to do about it to stop it? You know, what is Which your, candidates are you talking about? Any of the candidates. Oh, okay. You know, when they're when they're coming to our 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 homes or coming to our communities, talking about they want our vote, then that question should be should be on the minds of everyone. You see. What are we doing here? What what should what should these candidates be talking about? But see, we don't do that. We don't demand from our candidates. Um, we don't demand anything. We, right. We don't demand anything. Even and, and especially if they're black, all we see is they're black. We're gonna vote them in. Yeah. Well, we assume that they're gonna they're gonna do the things you know, that we want them to do. Right. They're black. We're gonna vote them in. We don't ever ask. Well. What are your thoughts on police brutality? No, but again, if whoever you're electing has not done their homework, they are of no use to you anyway. Well, they should be unelectable, in my opinion. Well, they're not because we always elect people who are who who haven't done their homework, who don't have see your president, who don't have any skin in the game, see your president, who don't understand the processes, and see your don't president, understand how to get things done, see your president. We constantly do that as black folks. We constantly elect see your people. president. Well, white people do it too. I think that's kind of obvious, right? Oh, uh, so it's, see it's your not just synonymous right. to black folks. Exactly. So, but again, we've got to start asking those questions, Miss Georgia. We've got to start demanding answers. We just can't say, "Oh, he's black," or "Oh, I grew up with him. He was nice back in high school. I wanted to date him." 
No, we can no longer do that any longer. That that has been to our detriment for years, for years. Uh, the the classic example of that is Tim Scott. Why is Tim Scott even a senator? How did how did he become a senator? Because he's a youth. He's a useless tool. He's that tool that's in your toolbox that. I, you know, remember when we were doing some work on, on my truck and the wire pryers broke? Mm-hmm. He's that tool, okay? <laughs> and you don't throw the tool away. You just put it in the box. You, you're never going to use it again. Don't say that. You're never going to use it again. Everybody but has. But it's buried in the toolbox. value. Everybody has well, some Tim value. Well, Tim Scott doesn't have some value. Point, he has about as much value as a cow chip. At some point, there is something we can Well, I guess a cow chip has, has value because – if if not, what would happen to the dung beetles? <clears throat> oh man, you are tough. I'm you just are saying. Really tough. <laughs> you are really tough. Ooh, boy, okay. You are really tough. So, uh, by the way, your president said this. Okay. Want to make sure I get this in. Those numbers are from twelve to twelve to sixteen. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Brian Kilmeade did an interview with Trump the other day. And here's here's a little bit of it. Not much. Since you have done a lot for African-American community, what is your message to them when their ancestors were enslaved because of these leaders who are commemorated uh, on these monuments? What should have been a simple answer. Here's what Trump said. Okay. He said, uh, uh, turned into a Trump telling black people to learn U.S. history or risk going back to it again. I don't disagree with that. Why was that, why was that negative? I'm just saying. But we know, but why was it a negative, why was it a negative comment? Uh, it was pretty, coming from a president, what did he mean going back to it again? Does he mean? They often say if you don't know your history, you'll soon repeat it, right? Mm, yeah. So maybe he was just maybe that was the point he was making. Mm. I can't be sure because I don't know. I, I mean, mm. why you did give me the question, I can't put it in proper context, mm. and I hate to try to think for somebody. I hate to try to speak for him, anyway. especially him. You are sick. I'm telling you, that's that's like that's like a knot tied up in his brain, you know. But I'm just saying, don't cry. You better watch your president. I know you love him. I don't love him. You know. By the way, what about those Alabama students throwing a COVID nineteen party? These people are genius. Who was that now? You haven't heard about this? No. Alabama students throw COVID parties to see who gets infected. I don't know what to say to that one. <laughs> Students in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 have been attending parties in the city and surrounding area as part of a disturbing contest to see who can catch the virus first, according to a a council member. Tuscaloosa City Council member Sonia McKinstry said students have been organizing COVID parties as a game to intentionally infect each other with the contagion that has killed 127,000 people. She said she recently learned of the behavior and informed the city council of the parties. 
She said the organizers of the parties are purposely inviting guests who have COVID-19. They put money in a pot and they try to get COVID. Whoever gets COVID first gets the pot. It makes no sense. They're intentionally doing it. Well, I think that's a good thing. Congratulations. Kudos to those guys. Charles Darwin said survival of the fittest, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said it was probably the same fools who ate Tide Pods. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I commend them. Do your thing. I, I mean, come on, man. Are you serious? The less idiots in the world, the better, better off we are. I, are you are you serious? But you know what's crazy? Probably one of those guys going to end up being your president at some point. Mm. That's what you got to look forward to. Well, if he lives, I just, I just, boy, that's just that just boggles my mind. I'm not surprised at all. You know, it, and by the way, you know, it's easier to breathe through a mask than it is a ventilator. Not surprised at all. I, I, I just Coleman. thought I'd let y'all know that. Okay, I'm not surprised at all. It's, Dave it's easier to breathe through a mask than a ventilator. And you idiots out there trying to catch—I mean, you're actually trying to catch a disease in which we have no cure. I mean, come on, are you serious? You're actually trying to catch a disease in which we have no cure. Man, uh, I'm just mind-boggled. I'm just mind-boggled. But that's okay. I'll be okay. Miss Georgia says, uh, <laughs> none of the candidates even talking about these police brutality and changes we need to make in the law. Y'all talk, but y'all not running. She says, can one of you guys run? Miss Georgia, I appreciate the endorsement but I ain't running I'm too old to run okay we just said we need young people out there running and we need young people who are willing to listen who understands the issues so that they can run and I'll ride around in the back seat with my shotgun okay that's how I look at that's that that's cute you know just in case but no, this thing with these kids, I mean, what do you think? Uh, two bits, two bits, uh, white or black? I hate to be stereotypical. I really do. But, you know, I don't think it's any different than the COVID parade that the black kids had out ashes. So it's, gonna, it's a really tough call for me. I'm going to say because they're in Toulouse, I'm going to say white. Mm. I would. I don't have any pictures of any of the kids, but I would probably say that as well. Yeah, I would say white. I wouldn't. That's some stupid-ish well, they I mean, come we up had, with. Well, I mean, we had people in Little Rock do the same thing a couple of months ago, so mm. I'm not surprised. I mean, no, kids, they kids didn't do, do the same thing. They were not intentionally, well, they were not intentionally trying, attacking each other. They that's didn't true, invite people. That is true. That is true. You know, uh, so no, they myself. didn't do the let same thing. Myself. But I mean, uh, but like I said, man, I think that's a good thing. They should they should have more parties like that because anybody who's stupid enough to go to a party knowing people already have COVID, then yeah, you should definitely go. You should definitely go, and you should definitely kiss whoever's there, and make sure you get COVID. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Well, I wonder how much the potty is. It it, it could be enough. <laughs> it, it won't be if you get that disease, from what I understand. I, I don't. I, I mean, so, I'm just not. And they're saying now that, you know, they were initially saying that kids, the younger kids weren't getting it. You're getting it now. You're getting it now. So either the, the, D's, the disease has, has, uh, um, has changed or you could always get it. You just weren't getting it. Mm-hmm. Because, again, here we are with something that's happening and the officials don't know really how to fix it. Yeah. And then you've got politicians playing politics with people's lives. Yeah. You know, not wanting to do the basic things to try to fix the problem, which is wear a mask. I'm so sick of these. Look, here's the other thing. I go out a lot, and I do see a lot of black people not wearing masks. But I'm yet to see a video of black people raising hell in a store because the store made them wear a mask. mask. I don't Um, get that. A couple of days ago, I went into a store. I was going to an appliance store. And they said I couldn't come in without a mask. And honestly, I just forgot to put it on. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know what? Sometimes I'm really good with it. Not always, though. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I forget it once, then more than likely I'm going to forget it twice. Mm-hmm. But I walked in. I'll never forget it. I walked in. I'm standing there. And the guy says, hey, I apologize. But you got to leave. You don't have a mask on. And I thought, oh, man. So I apologize. I forgot. I go back out to my truck. And I get it. And I come back in. And probably 10 minutes later, another guy comes in, no mask. He doesn't say anything. I don't say anything because I don't really give, I didn't really care. Was the guy white? The, he, he didn't say anything to the guy. Was the guy and white? The guy stood there and did his thing. And Was the guy white? What? Yeah, why? Why? He said something to you. Yeah, I think it, maybe, he was, maybe he was protecting me. Maybe he was looking out for me. What what is the face for? You don't think it was looking out for me? <laughs> You're so silly. Yeah, he You're was so, looking out for you. You're so very silly. Yeah, he was looking out for you. You're that's so like that's silly. like the that's like the hotel person goes out to the pool with the black woman and her kids and said that they didn't belong there although they had a room and didn't say claim that she was checking their ID, but she didn't check the white people's ID that was sitting at the pool. Yeah, things like that happen all the time. So, well, if you believe that he was caring for you, that's okay. I don't really care though, because I have my mask on. That guy didn't want to put his mask on. That's his business. But it's just amazing how this is not a civil right thing, man. It's just not. It's it's the the one thing doctors have proven, and they they did an excellent. I saw a um, a trial. I don't want to give credit what credit isn't due, but a local medical school or something, not local, but a medical school on the East Coast, they did an infrared lighting test. Mm -hmm. And they showed the difference in wearing a mask and not wearing a mask. They showed the difference in the different types of masks as well. I saw that uh, the other day on uh, something. Uh, It was on the news. I saw it last night. And there's a distinct difference. Between wearing a mask and not wearing one. And not one. wearing one. It doesn't make any sense, in my opinion, why you wouldn't wear a mask. Well, I don't understand who people who wear a mask and just put it over their mouth. I mean, what's the point? Well, I don't get that. You well, probably wear yours like that, too. Well, Donald you? Trump says it makes him look like the Lone Ranger. Jeez. <sighs> oh, why do you keep referencing this dude? 
I mean, for what, you for get what that right. purpose do you have to reference you, him? You, you get that right. Yeah, I get it. He looks like a black man. No. What what type of mask did the Lone Ranger wear? Oh, God. Okay, Dave, I'm done. You get that right? I get it. You get it now? I get it. <sighs> your president's an idiot. That's your president. And it was funny. Somebody should have backed it up and said, oh, you mean you make you look like Bass Reeves? Bass Reeves, yeah. Oops. I don't um I can't I can't in good conscience have any conversation whatsoever about him. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I just thought I'd throw that out. Nor can I comment on anything know. he does. But I, I mean I just don't get it about this mask stuff. I just I, I don't understand, man. I just don't. I just I think no to sense. some people it speaks to entitlement. Make everybody else cover up so I can be so I can be free, you know? Put everybody else in chains. Let me walk around free. Okay. That's that white supremacist mentality. So what's up with the hand sanitizer? What do you mean what's up with it? Is that a new kind of hand sanitizer? Yeah, it's just it's just it has less viscosity. It works. If you don't like the hand sanitizer, you're more than welcome to bring your own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You got you got trash in the brain today. Nah, I'm just saying. Trash today. I'm You're just saying. Tons of trash um, today. Here's another story. Okay. A mayor in Alabama has resigned after making disparaging remarks about the University of Alabama's Crimson Tide football team over its support for Black Lives Matter. Okay. Why is that a bad thing? Carbon Hill Mayor, which something just popped into my head. Okay. If all lives matter. Shouldn't the bottom line be that black lives matter too? No. Okay, I was just wondering. Carbon Hill Mayor Mark Chambers submitted a resignation letter on Saturday to the city clerk that stated, I quit the job of mayor effective June 27th at 4.30 p.m. City Attorney Steve Thomas told the NBC News. Carbon Hill is a city less than 2,000 people. The majority of them are white. According to the recent census data, the city is about 60 miles northwest of Birmingham. In a Facebook post Saturday, Chambers wrote, I got several Alabama pictures for sale, adding that in his opinion, the Crimson Tide and its coach, Nick Saban, were done. They were done? After one person commented on the post, I think it might be right that they haven't looked as good uh, the last couple of years, said Chambers. Uh, he replied that uh, he was not getting rid of the photos because of the team's performance. Uh, their sorry blank political views is why I'm getting this out of my house. When you put Black Lives Matter before all lives, they can kiss my blank. So how can you say, to show you how stupid that statement is, is that this country for 401 years has abused black lives. Mm -hmm. But your statement is all lives matter. Yes. It makes no damn sense. It makes sense. perfect sense. Okay, why does it make perfect sense? Man, I, I know you speak clan, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak clan, you know. 
I can't go there. I you know, you know, I, I'll speak land, man. I, you know, who? Well, just like so any movement, right? You want to mm. stop the you want to stop the tide of the movement, and you want to slow the progress of it. So you come up with your propaganda campaign. Your mm. propaganda campaign says all lives matter. Mm. It worked for a couple of years. It did. Therefore, if you say all lives matter, you then get to again abuse black lives because mm. you say all lives matter, which to some degree. If you really understand what they're saying, is they're saying your damn life don't really matter. But it it, it should. It does. If you because understand the statement, because you're not included in all lives. Because if you were included in all lives, that would that would have never been a reason to make the comment from in the first place. But scientifically speaking, I am. Who, who do you hear saying that? Do you hear black people saying all lives matter? You only hear white people saying that. That's well, that's white people's way of telling you there were your there, damn life don't matter. There are a few that says it. Well, when they say that, Dr. Charles Williams. That's a, when you hear them say that, you just let them know that again, that's their way of saying your life does not matter. Reverend Iverson Jackson, that's that's their way of saying your life doesn't matter. You wrong for that. You are so wrong. <laughs> you are so wrong. You are a cold piece of work. What? You're a cold piece of work. What? Why, you, why are you dogging? Why are you dogging? Why are you dogging, Doctor? What did, Williams, man. What, what did I? What did I say? Why are you talking, Doctor Williams, man? Doctor Williams got he, he Look, got his views, man. He here, Republican. He got thing. his views, but that's a Republican you, talking point. When you wrong, always has been. That's a Republican talking point. Always has mm-hmm. been, and no matter what people say, that's what it is. It's a Republican talking but point. But see, here's the thing: when you're wrong, no matter how much you say something, you're still wrong. Okay. Yeah, but the thing you is, can tell me that if you, if you say that mattress, if you say that not mattress, but if you if you use that mantra long enough, mm-hmm. then pretty soon you'll have black people saying all lives matter. Well, some of them are. Yeah, that right well, doc? those don't count. Who Dr. Williams doesn't? Yeah, they don't count. Oh, okay. And, and, and by that I mean I don't want to be disrespectful to Dr. Williams. I have a great deal of respect for the man. Oh, I do too, but I'm disappointed. But I'm not disappointed either. He does he does what works for him. Mm-hmm. I I ain't faulting him for that. But my you point mean he doesn't is, do what works for black people. My point is, my point is, Dave Coleman, is that everybody, will you stop looking at me like that? You get a fun nerve today. I should have stayed gone today. You ain't gonna do right, man. No, my point is, is he's doing what works. For I him. went to school with Iris and Jackson. I was, I'm he, stunned that he's he was, doing what works. For he's him. turned out this way. He's, they're doing what works for them. Yeah, that that check. They're doing what works for them, bro. From the right. It works for them. Mm-hmm. Let them yeah. do that thing. Okay. Maybe at some point they'll find their way back to us. If they don't, so be it. Mm-hmm. But you say all lives matter. You want to you create that message campaign, and you want people to start picking up on it. And when people start picking up on it, the more black people you have saying it, then it kind of drowns out the people who are screaming black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I understand completely why people say all lives matter. I mm-hmm. get it. Mm. I ain't mad at them. I understand where they're coming from. Well, I get it too. All lives do matter, so that mean that should mean that black lives matter too. No, it does not mean it that. should it because does not mean that. you can't say all and exclude exclude black lives or Asian. Yes, you can. You well, you are a ignoramus in in a capitalistic society. You always have to have someone who's prey. See, that's that's that clan. You always right, have to have somebody who's prey, and from that yeah. prey you profit. From prey you profit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So either you're killing them, even either way, either way you're profiting. So if you tell me all lives matter, mm-hmm. that cockroach is crawling across your kitchen table, you ain't gonna kill it, are you? No, because all lives matter. Now, if you're talking about a dog, 
Now that dog's life matter more than yours mm. to some folk. That that rat that keeps eating that horse, his life matters more know. than yours. Mm. So in fact, that those ribs you're gonna eat for the four, you shouldn't eat them because that pig's life mattered. That's all lives. Or them barbecue beef ribs. That yeah, you, you're taking it to the to the extreme. But all lives matter. I so get it, though, but you're taking all, it to the extreme. But no, all lives matter. Yeah, you're taking it to the extreme. No, I'm not. All lives, you know, now, oh, God, I went fishing this past week, and I caught, this, I caught three big catfish, and I'm feeling guilty right now because I went home. You got major issues. And I skinned them. You got major issues. And I issues. chopped their heads out and dug their guts out. <sighs> And then breaded them in some in some cornmeal. Oh my God! And threw them in a hot skillet. You got some major All issues. lives matter. You got some major issues, man. That catfish had some little little cats. You got some major issues. It, it bro. had some little little catty fish. What they call baby cats. You got some major issues, bro. You got some serious issues. <laughs> you do. And I hope you get past them soon. No, I mean where where we are. This is this is a propaganda mm. war. And Republicans have had their talking points uh, for years. I guess I'll be eating zucchini for the fourth. Oh Jesus, will you stop? <laughs> but like I said, it's a propaganda campaign. Republicans have their mm. have their talking points. And at the end of the day, if you say all lives matter, essentially what you're saying is black lives don't. Mm. Because when you say when someone says black lives matter and you say all lives matter, you're essentially saying black life doesn't matter to you. Because you're not talking about black life. You don't you're not including black life in your conversation because if you were right then you would also be saying black lives matter but you're saying all lives matter therefore you're excluding black folks totally i mean how else could you how else could it work well miss georgia says and miss georgia is just typing up a storm today she uh, must be hot today white people should make a movement to say white lives matter and start talking about the two white people uh that have been killed unjust by the police and then laws will immediately be changed. You, you know that that's, that's there totally is some true. logic in that. that I mean, we've been talking well, let about let them kill a white hair, uh, let them kill a blonde haired blue eyed white woman, and the laws automatically change. Mm. No, they ain't gonna do that. No, they wouldn't kill one. No, they ain't gonna not well, intentionally. Well, you saw what happened when the, the blonde haired blue eyed white woman got killed. Yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah, you know it just so happens that he was she was killed by a black man. A black man, so he got to go to jail. He had to go to prison. Okay, I'm surprised they didn't get him a death penalty. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't lynch him on the spot. Just show up in jail the night before, and he disappears. But that's just me. Yeah, you know. Anyway, but yeah, you know, we know we're just talking here. We're just we're just talking. You know, just a conversation, you know. my friend. But you know, it's funny that the guy in Alabama, which brought us to this conversation. The mayor, you know, I'm pretty sure he's cheered on them little black black kids a long, oh, for years, especially when they won them national titles. Yeah. That, Think about that. Yeah, but again, you got to remember, when you're talking about blacks in certain respects, they're not talking about them as human. They're talking about them as entities because they're not, to some of them, we're not human. So they're not talking about mm. us as humans. So and you can you can tell really you can you can you know when this is happening because his his opinion is shared by a lot of people in Alabama. It's not just it's not just a select few. There are a lot of people who are who are who are who are somewhat covert 
they they are not as overt as some other folks, and they won't say it publicly, mm-hmm. but they act it out, mm-hmm. right? I agree. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just sitting back, taking it in, and seeing who they are and how they move. Because a, a lot of times, I think a lot of us find ourselves, um, find ourselves giving credit to people who don't deserve it because <coughs> we watch them as they, even though they're standing with us, they're not standing with us. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people get that. Kind of like the white church, white Christians. <clears throat> is that who you're referring yeah, to? Exactly. White Christians. But you know, what What kills me is when white people say they don't like Farrakhan. They'll wash then, your feet though. But they don't like Farrakhan, but then they say they like these, they like these ministers. I mean, <laughs> what's the difference? I mean, you say Farrakhan preaches hate, difference. these guys teach hate. Farrakhan doesn't teach hate. He doesn't teach hate. No. I'm sorry. But they say he teaches hate. But, but that's their argument against him. Farrakhan does not teach. In fact, I'll be listening to Farrakhan this weekend, as a matter of fact. And I'm not Muslim. No, I listen to Farrakhan all the time. You know, I'm not Muslim. I respect Brother uh, Minister Farrakhan a lot. I have a great deal uh, for, uh, for. And the nation as a whole, I have a great deal of uh, respect do. for the nation as well. as well. You know, I don't agree with everything. Uh, look, I don't. Uh, look, let me just tell you, say this. I don't agree with many religious bodies. Right. I just don't because their stories have been taken from the original religion, which is Maya. Mm-hmm. So that's really where I subscribe. Yeah, I know y'all may not understand that. Do do a little research. Go look up M A A T. All of the religions that we study today are derivatives thereof. So, you know, but I ain't mad at you. Just go ahead and you can study your own thing, but when you start trying to impose those doctrines on me, me, David Coleman, I'm going to reject them because I've done the research and on those types of things. But, you know, some of y'all haven't, you know, especially y'all white people. Oh, Dave, you are being so insensitive. I am. Mm-hmm. I, so, you know, facts do create insensitivity sometimes. Even though, even though someone is ugly and they know they're ugly, everybody that sees them know that person is ugly. But to say that that person is ugly, even though it's a fact, it's not kosher in American society. Is that what I understand? You a cold piece of work, brother. Mm. You know, I'm just saying I'm, I'm asking for a friend. That's all. That's, that's, that's all I'm asking for. Anyway, Mayor, Mayor, former Mayor Chambers. Let's see. Oh, here's more from Mayor Chambers. He's he's rich. Chambers apologized last June for a Facebook post suggesting that homosexuals, abortion right advocates, and others should be killed. Yeah, he clan. That's clan talk right there. <sighs> I'm just saying. Oh, by the way, new information from the Supreme Court. You know, the uh, Judiciary Committees have been trying to get at Donald Trump's tax returns. The Supreme Court has said that they will hear the case, but they're moving it to the fall doc. You get that, right? Mm -hmm. They're moving it to the fall docket. So that means that the results of their ruling will not be known at least until after the election. I just thought that was pretty convenient. Way to go, y'all. Proud of y'all. Y'all a bunch of crooks, too. 
All right, what else we got for today? Uh, oh, we need to shout out to uh, Wright, Lindsay, and Jennings Partners with uh, uh, they partner with Philander Smith Social Justice Initiative. Okay. Now, let's see. I was looking for the dollar amount. Okay. Uh, has pledged. A two-year collaboration. I'm sorry, there wasn't a dollar amount. Now, what I don't know what that means. Maybe I need you to reach out to Damika and see if we can get on talk a little bit about that. Can you do that, Robert? No, she she's your friend. I don't know her that well. Oh, uh, you don't know her. You can't call just on the half of Black Focus Radio. You know her better than I do, brother. Okay. You know about okay. me now. Right, you had on the show. Okay. You had on the show. She okay. was doing her own show here. You ha- okay. you have a better relationship with her than I do. Okay. So let's see. Now it's third cohort. The Social Justice uh, Fellows Program offers Philander Smith College students the opportunity to become deeply engaged in advocacy and leadership activities through immersive social justice education, uh, public policy training, and personal development, fellows are expected to gain firsthand experience. How many in, black lawyers does Wright Lands Engineers have? Uh, in the steps. How many black partners and do processes to policy How many reform day? How many and day? foundation needed to How many build day? equitable systems in the community? Dave Coleman, how many do they have? Why are you, why are you talking while I'm Because I'm asking, a, I, need to, I need you to answer the question. Do do how I how many look, black lawyers do they have at Wright Lindsay and Jennings? How many of them I are don't partners? Know. How many do they take? I don't know. Can you not look that up while you trying to harass me? Can you not? Okay, while I'm trying we, to relate the story. Me to, okay, let me look I up mean it's right your question. You you know, before you throw out there, at least you would at least look it up. Let's see. Meet our attorneys. See how that works. I'm already out there, so let's see. Uh, well, Robert. So Robert. for the first four are white, <laughs> second four are white. Keep going, keep going. Third four are white. Oh. Fourth four are white. Oh, okay. White. Oh, oh, there's one. White. David Jones. There's no, one. Okay. There, okay, there's another. Devonte Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know he black. <laughs> okay. Antoine Phillips, he ran for something, didn't he? He's running for something. Okay. Troy Price, that's four. Okay, that's four. Uh, That's four. So how many attorneys? Let's see. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, They're a pretty diverse company. Nine, ten. They know about diversity. Eleven, twelve. They know about 13, diversity. 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, so what is that? Is that 58 out of 58 for black? They've got quite a few women. No black women. No. They've got quite a few women. So there you go, Robert. Your question was answered. You happy now they got some blacks? They have four. Okay. Four blocks. You happy? Is that enough? How how many should they have? They should start practicing some diversity at home before they come out in public and try to do it. Mm, mm, mm. Well, okay, there's Jane Kim. 
I don't know. She's a uh, she's Asian. I thought, man, you know, they try to substitute for black them for black people sometimes. There's no black women on here. No black women at all. I'm going, and you go out to their website. Go out to their website. That's what we're doing. We're not making this up. They're doing the politically correct thing because now it's now it's cool to be with black folk mm-hmm. till it ain't no more. Mm-hmm. Everybody just everybody preparing for the race war. They're trying to get all their friends, you know. What race war? I likes black people. Well, this is, you know, you know I like people when they make statements, but what really annoys me is that when you make a statement and it and it's nothing but word salad. Now I like Tamika Edwards. She's she's a she's a very nice young lady. Uh, does some good things. She's the executive director for the Social Justice Initiative. Here's her statement. Let me ask you something. And I ain't, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. But tell me what this sounds like to you. Okay. True social justice is rooted in policy reform and addresses laws that serve as a breeding ground for inequity in our communities. Through this collaboration, not only will Wright, Lindsley, and Jennings uh, pro- provide program funding, but we will also work hand-in-hand to identify educational opportunities to help our students understand the critical role of the legal system the legal system plays in justice-oriented work. I don't know what the hell that means. I was just wondering. I'm, I'm, I'm a wordsmith, so I like stuff. Don't, don't take it personal. I just like stuff to make sense to me. It's kind of like when you know when you did your resume and they would always have you to put an objective up there and it that objective never meant any damn thing. David Jones is a partner. And No, I'm just making a point he's a partner. Okay. Troy why, Price is a partner. Okay, so why isn't their name in the 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 name why isn't it Wright Lindsay Jennings Jones and well it, they must not be a full partner maybe they're junior partners oh okay well at least they're there don't hate on them Robert they ain't got no reason to hate on them but guys. I I mean I guess this will be a good thing for some of the students at Philander so uh, oh, don't yeah. don't uh-huh. poo poo it Robert okay I'm not poo pooing it. I'm you just know. saying it just it, it is what it is. Take it at face. I'm I'm not unlike everybody else. I'm not taking it at face value, because again, these are the symbolic things that happen when stuff like this happens. It's just some it's, it's symbolism. It's kind of like all these businesses are putting up signs that says Black Lives Matter. Yeah, <laughs> symbolism. Oh God, I, I, this the NBA is going to be painting Black Lives Matter on their courts. You know. All these businesses now understand the 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 dollars that they can make by making these statements. I mean, as I've said over and over again, this is why the NCAA and all of these colleges are saying what they're saying because they understand that black children are the new cotton. So we got to make sure that that cotton keeps flowing to our factories so we can make money off of that cotton. So we got to say Black Lives Matter. And you know what happened? A lot of black people say, oh, let's go into that store. Look, they've got a Black Lives Matter sign up. They've got to like black people. And then you walk in the store 
and you realize you're being followed. Oh, I can't be being followed. They've got a Black Lives Matter. It's all in my mind. They've got a Black Lives Matter sign up. They wouldn't be following me. And then you check out and walk outside the door and you get tackled by three security guards who claim that you were stealing. And then you turn and you look and you say, but what about your Black Lives Matter sign? Yeah, what about it? Yeah. I'm just saying. Interesting. I'm just saying. Mm. What's interesting? What? No. What, Robert? Nothing, man. What? What's interesting? Nothing. Just Mm. the hand sanitizer by being so flimsy Mm. just blows my mind. Okay. Yeah. 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 I just. uh, I. I think that would be a good thing for Philander. You know, they've been doing some good things up there. Yeah, you think everything's a good thing. You know, that's okay. But I'm just saying. You know. Um, I I could get into this thing where white supremacy is rooted in Christianity, but I'm not gonna do that today. I'm glad. I'm glad. Why? Because it makes no sense. Oh, it makes all the sense in the world. It does not. Okay, it doesn't. See, okay, you got to make me go. Because go ahead, Dave. Where did get it off your chest? Where did the white Jesus come from? I don't know, Dave. Tell me. White supremacy. Where did white supremacy come from? White people. And, you know, I'm going to tell you something that always blew my mind. So if you read the Bible, in the Bible it says that Jews killed Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. It, says that Jews, it says Jews killed Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I understood that right. I'm always confused by that fact, per the Bible anyway. Just wanted to make that point. The Jews killed Jesus. The Jewish people killed Jesus. And how everybody looks up to the Jews. Do you get that, right? You know why they respect the Jews, right? Because the Jews are some bad MFs. They killed Jesus. It's like, yeah. Gotta respect them. Because they kill some. They kill something. Gotta respect it. Please feel free. I'm just listening. I'm just feel listening. free to jump in. I'm just listening. Feel free to jump in whenever you like. No, to. you're you're doing. I'm done. I'm you're done. You're doing fine all I can't by yourself. Take anymore. We yeah. only got 13 minutes left. I you're doing fine can, all by yourself. No, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, we got 13 minutes for you to expound on that. No, nah, there's nothing know. to expound on. I mean, I understand why. I understand why America loves Jews. Mm-hmm. I understand it. But or Jewish people. But those Jews in the Bible are not those Jews that America loves. Yes, they are. No, they're no, not. No, Dave, you cannot tell anybody that that's not mm-hmm. true, Dave. No, ain't nobody hearing that, Dave. No, ain't nobody hearing that, player. Sorry. But the one thing I do know for a fact is that America loves violence, and that's that is that is very obvious. Mm-hmm. Because again, so do Ashkenazi Jews. Yeah. Again, who are the current Jews? They killed Jesus. No, they didn't. They killed, they killed Jesus. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They killed Josiah. By the way, <laughs> stop it. Senator Rand Paul on Tuesday criticized Dr. Anthony Fauci. That sentence alone ought to just boggle your mind. Wow, the Jews are God's chosen people. Did you know that? Did you know Jews are God's chosen people? Did you know that? Really? Did, did you know that? Uh, not from my research, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go with that. Okay, I wonder if they're talking about the black Jews or the white Jews. I'm not sure. Well, you, if you're talking about God's chosen people, 
then you've got to be talking, talking about, about the, the Falashas. The black Jews. Right? Who were the black Jews. Hmm. Okay. Who, as I've stated over and over again, so you just try to make me do this. Okay? I'm not sure. Well, I don't know what you're talking what, about, Dave. What two countries are mentioned more in the Bible than any others? Dave, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Ethiopia. Ethiopia. And Egypt. <gasps> any white people there? No. All black? All black. No, maybe they're really light skinned. No. Light skinned. Like people say, ain't no such thing as light skinned. They light skinned it. <laughs> no, they I'm were confused, all black. Dave. I'm confused, Dave. So, Dave, how can Jesus have blonde hair and blue eyes with skin, with light skin, if all the people in Ethiopia and where else? Let me throw something else at you and just follow up on that question. Okay. How could he have hidden from the Romans if he had blonde hair and blue eyes in Africa? Maybe all of them had blonde. Maybe he hid in a crowd of blonde hair, blue eyed people. Just makes sense. Maybe they all, maybe. Oh, well, no, maybe they didn't. I'm confused, Dave. I don't understand where, I don't understand where we are right now. I'm confused. Mm. I need help. Well, that's the point of that that article that I was talking about is that everything when you go back and you and and, and it's really what Dr. Van Sertema was talking about is the shock of the white world that black people were here before they were. It it speaks to that animus that they have towards black people because they came from us. We didn't come from them. Uh, and there's that animus is evidenced throughout history when you go and you see most of the noses of the statues that they find or the replicas of that they find uh, in early African culture. The noses have been blown off. But see, the old Mac heads speak to that because you couldn't blow those noses off. Dave, I'm really confused. Mm, you I'm should really be. Confused. Mm. I'm just so confused. Mm -hmm. I'm losing all my sensibilities here. Well, <clears> why? Because I'm just so confused right now. Well, <clears throat> I'm just saying, go, 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 do some read. If nothing else, go look at the old Mac heads. Okay, let, 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 uh, let's do it. Let's quit. Let's do a quick Google search on old Mac. It's spelled O L M E C. Okay. And you'll see that it comes up Old Mac Colossal Head, Old Mac Heads. And I just want you all to look at those pictures. Look at those gigantic sculptures of those heads. And by the way, the helmet that that Old Mac sculpture is wearing, that helmet is the, the same design that was in Ethiopia for their warriors. How is that possible? Y'all want to play with me today? You don't. Okay? How is that possible? As a matter of fact, what I'm looking at in Google, it shows a picture of an Olmec head in Ethiopia, and it shows a picture of an Olmec head in Mexico. And they are identical. Okay? Y'all get that, right? So how did those people get here? By the way, <clears throat> these old mech heads have been carbon dated to suggest 
that they existed 800 years before Christ. How was that possible? I don't know. How was that possible? Educate me more. How, how is it that you have those statues that look clearly like black people? They didn't fall over. It wasn't that they didn't have the right tools to carve them. So they simply had their noses rounded and their lips thick. It was none of that ridiculousness. It was a fact that our people were here long before people want to admit the bean pod that Dr. Van Sertema talks about, the metallurgy, the metals that were taken back to Portugal and tested, and the Portuguese admitted that those are true metals that had come from Africa. I'm just saying, man, don't get me started on this. Y'all know I'll go, I'll go in on you. You do. But, you do. Uh, but the, here's the, same, the thing about it. I don't talk to people about trying to make you feel bad about what you believe. I don't believe in that because that does more to turn people off. All I want you to do is go research for yourself. Just go research for yourself. And don't be afraid of the answers. Because the answers will stun you. They will. They'll stun you because you'll begin to understand clearly how much you've been lied to, how much history books have changed the dialogue, have changed the narrative to fit white people and white supremacy. You know, you start off with a hypothesis when you're doing research. That hypothesis, if you remember, is what is called an educational assumption of what you may believe, okay? Or may not believe. Or may not believe. But check it's, this out. Hold on, Dave. Before you do that, I, I just got to share this little thing. This is a little thing I saw the other day that made me think of, it made me think of our show specifically. Mm -hmm. It was a large number of outrage on women and ever-present fear for the safety of their wives and daughters that drove Southern men to coal and trembling furry and caused the Ku Klux Klan to spring up overnight. And it was against this nocturnal organization that the newspapers of the North cried out most loudly, never realizing the tragic necessity that brought it into being. The North wanted every member of the Ku Klux Klan hunted down and hung because they had dared take the punishment of crime into their own hands at a time when the ordinary process of law and order had been overthrown by the invaders. Mm. Now, this quote is from Margaret Mitchell from Gone with the Wind. Mm. I want to read the last part of that because I believe mm. that part is very important. You ready? Because they had dared take the punishment of crime into their own hands at a time when the ordinary processes of law and order had been overthrown by the invaders. Mm. You know how deep that is? Mm. Do you know how deep that is? About two feet. <sighs> Boy, that's like quicksand. Mm. They ain't black folks saying it. They're white folks saying that. Yep. That's a white woman saying, 
We need to fight back. We need to take law in our own hands. That's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, for the life of me, I don't know what the hell she's talking about, but <laughs> that's her words, not mine. Those are hers. Mm-hmm. Just thought I'd share that, Dave. It just made me think about the show. Oh, really? Just made me think about us when I heard that. Well, privilege is when your voice is annoying, but you still claim to be unheard. Hello, my love. Hello. Well, Hello. Kind of reminds me of Harry Anslinger, but, you know, what about him? Okay. Yeah. You know, he was the one that can't, didn't want to legalize marijuana back in the 30s because he felt like uh, it would make white women loose. Yeah, white women would sleep with black men. Mm-hmm. So, again, everything that we do in this country is built on race, white supremacy. Everything that we do. Hey man, Shelby Foote said something that blew my mind. You ever heard, you, are you familiar with, she just, Shelby Foote said. Name sounds for me, was he, um, <clears throat> I think I know, he was from Alabama, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, from Alabama. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. He yeah. said, they burn crosses every night all around us. And a man who will burn what he prays to, he'll burn anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting, man. I did. Well, the uh, what they do, what we've seen, they they are an oxymoron, to say the least. And hell no, I want you washing my feet. Might put some in the water where my might absorb through my skin. Okay, I'm just saying. We got to get out of here. Don't forget tomorrow we've got Bob Kendrick on from the Negro League Museum. I'm going to have him to tell the story of how those 200 baseballs were donated to the museum. It is a great, great story. That's what's up. They're celebrating the 100 years of the Negro Leagues. By the way, you're a Hank Aaron fan. You think Where do you think he started? In the Negro Leagues. You watch baseball at night? Well, the Negro Leagues were the first to have lights at night for baseball. Just saying. We got to get out of here. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm I'm stalling because I know Robert doesn't. He's been off for like 18 days, and I'm willing to bet you he doesn't have his quote ready. Robert? Are you trying to hate on me right now, Dave? I was just asking the question. Don't hate on me, brother. Don't do that, man. Don't do that today. Hate don't look good on you. I got a quote. Okay. And just so you know, this is the one I'm sending out to all my friends. Your golf buddies? Yep, everybody. Asa? You don't fight America. You get America's Democrats and Republican parties to fight each other and destroy each other. Worst case scenario, the enemy can slip through the back door while they are fighting like third graders. The high commander, Mustafa. I was going to say, that sounds like Putin. That was Mustafa. All right, here's my quote. Africa and its people are the most written about and the least understood of all the world's people. This condition started in the 15th and 16th century with the beginning of the slave trade system. The Europeans not only colonized most of the world, they began to colonize information about the world and its people. Dr. John Henry Clark. They began to colonize information about the world and its people. 
Now ask me again about white Jesus. That's crazy. Damn, I'm good. You are the man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Hey, spend money in your own community. If you don't, nobody else will. And we're not Peace gonna we're gonna we're not gonna let Robert have you know, all these hard-hitting topics tomorrow. We're going to be light and frothy. Yeah, light and frothy tomorrow. Peace and love, black folk. Y'all take care.